Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I'm not going away with some dirty Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. It's damp, it's grey, it's miserable. Not cold, but it's South Bermondsey still, not yet New Bermondsey. And it's FA Cup Day. Welcome, dear listener, welcome to Achtung Millwall. In a week of existential crisis for our club, as ever, Mill lurches on the clifftop of existence. Uh, in a week where the club has actually come out now and said that if the uh, proposed compulsory purchase order takes place at a car park, it's going to have to consider, seriously consider, moving to North Kent, to the wastelands of Dartford, Ebbsfleet, or perhaps even Ramsgate. After that, it's France. So, um, yeah, a, a, a difficult period in our, our club's history. As the teams come out of today's FA Cup third round fixture against AFC Bournemouth, there's a say no to CBO banner with two roaring lions over on the far side in the Docker stand. Well done to those fans who organised that. I've got a little picture of it, such as I can get on the Zoom on my iPhone. I shall be posting that online. Um, today's, I haven't even had a chance to see today's team news. I'm very sorry. Let me have a quick look at the today's team news. Today's team news, dear listener. It's an unchanged side for the Lions. In goal, therefore, Jordan Archer. Central defence will be Sean Henderson, Byron Webster. On the left will be Tony Craig. On the right, Sean Cummins. In the middle, Ben Thompson, Shawnee Williams. On the right will be Fred Onyedema. On the, on, the, on the left will be Fred Onyedema. On the right will be Aidan O'Brien. And up front, Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison. Bournemouth clad in a kind of a luminous green lion and black number. Um, unusual, certainly stands out. I suppose there's Borussia Dortmund playing the similar kind of get-up. It's unusual, let's put it that way. Lions going to be attacking the away end in this first half. Bournemouth, AFC Bournemouth, the uh, Premier League side Bournemouth, will be attacking the Coldplay Lane. It still seems very weird to refer to them in that highfalutin level, but that's what they are. Um, it's going to be a difficult game for us today. Away we go. Bournemouth kick us off. Bournemouth have... Um, conceded goals this season in the Premier League but um, equally have scored them with um, Gay Abandon um, which of course we've, we've also scored well but we do look a little bit iffy in defence so um, it's going to be an interesting afternoon, it depends how much the um, Bournemouth really fancy a cup run, how much we want it a little bit of um, artistic triangle football in the first 20 seconds in the Bournemouth half 
it's so continental watching players knock the ball around in their own half going nowhere I suppose this is what um, modern football is Lions sitting deep and defending in numbers so yes the shock announcement on um, Thursday an article from Barney Roney who's been covering our club's case against Lewisham Borough Council the proposed um, land grab of our, of our car park with the shock announcement in his article clearly in touch with club sources that Millwall are actually seriously now considering moving away from Bermondsey Borough his home since 1910, part of the fabric of, of our um, local area, moving to uh, the far-flung points of Dartford, or possibly Ebbsfleet, I guess. Um, shocking news, I don't know how you stand in this, no, I, I find it absolutely um, repulsive an idea. I think that Mill, if it's anything, it is of Bermondsey, it's, it's where you're from, I dare say it's where I'm from, or certainly your heritage is from, that's where I'm from originally, where my heritage is from. And the idea of picking it up and dumping it elsewhere is and should be seen by any self-respecting Labour council and Labour council um, as, as utterly, uh, utterly despicable. But there we are. That's, um, that's what's being proposed. That's what's being talked about. And that's what their actions are. Possibly going to do a little ball forward there. Little Gregory's chasing it in. The goalkeeper didn't want to pick it up on, the, on a pass back there. Two minutes, three minutes coming up. A little moment of um, hint of something. I mean, we're up for it today. Maybe the club fancy a, a cup run in, in its present plight and predicament. A cup run would be um, a big boost in the arm, although on the other side of the coin. Do we really need the uh, distraction in the league? I, 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 I don't know. I think probably we need the league more than we need the cup. So, yeah, if you're following us on Twitter, CBL underscore magazine or capital CBL underscore magazine with a capital M and or the AMS groups on Twitter, AMS groups uh, Millwall, Go on Twitter, you'll find us quite quickly, quite easy. Just type in any of those variations and words, and you'll see an absolute fucking torrent of information. A lot of drip, drip, drip of information. The AMS have been digging the dirt on the um, the, the company Renewal and the ex-council officer that founded it, um, ex-mayor that founded it, Matt Mushtaq Malik, David Sullivan. Go on there, you'll see an absolute torrent. If, if financial analysis is your thing, then as ever, we can do with a help. We've, we've got some financial help. There's a lot of in, a lot of analysis involved in this. And the AMS will never ever say no to help and to assistance. Anyone that's in that world, little, have a little chase in there by Lee Gregory. Yes, falls to Sean Cummings now. At halfway inside the Bournemouth half, four minutes. I'm just going to stay with this. But I was rubbing prattle on about the car park. This is Fred. All that wide finds Tony Craig on, on the on the left hand side, and his ball is unable to be controlled by Aidan O'Brien. So yeah, get in touch. We um, always a little chase in there again. It falls to O'Brien. He's missed the sitter. Fucking hell. Uh, Morrison, apologies. We had the ball, uh, Gregory chased the, the ball back into the goalkeeper. Got in the mix. It fell to Steve Morrison. He had one shot, um, instinctive shot. He put it wide of near post. Big moment there early on in the game. Uh, four minutes, five minutes coming up. It's livening the crowd up somewhat, as you can hear. The floodlights are brilliant in the grey leaden skies of South Bermondsey, matching the, the mood of the club. Well, not today. The crowd are up for it. Ball to Sean Williams, and there's a little ball dink through. This is Gregory inside the box. He's offside, offside. Uh, puts it wide in the event, but he's offside. It's nine and a half minutes. Another little chance. We're all trying to get down the middle. Ball in behind their defence. Gregory chasing everything at the moment. It's absolute terrier. Lions clearly coming to today's game with instructions to get in their faces and shoot on sight. Good to see. Tony Craig speaking to News at Den says Bournemouth are an example to what to all clubs as what can be done on modest funds. I think I'd include his ex-club Brentford in that as well, although they've not reached haven't reached such a high level as Bournemouth. But um, Bournemouth had some backing, but they've not spent fortunes. But they have, do have a great coach in Eddie Howe, 
one of the best-rated coaches in the country, and I think he is. Um, so, yeah, they are, they are a great example to smaller clubs around the country as to what can be done with diligent um, management and good recruitment. Chris Twardek, our promising young um, midfielder, striker, has gone on loan, not getting the first-team football at the Den, and he's gone on loan to Braintree Town, 28-day loan deal, might be longer, depending on how that works out for him. I've not actually seen I'm describing him as a promising player, I've not actually seen him play at all, um, so I'm just going by the... Um, the kind of um, the sheep mentality of repeating what you, you hear other people say. So he, apparently he's, he's a promising player. He's gone to Braintree to get first team football and good luck to the boy. Little ball forward there towards Gregory and Morrison. Little double lap. The ball over the top from Morrison. This is Gregory. Can't just can't control it. He tries to twist and turn. He's been held. I can see it from up here. The referee can't see that. Fuck me. Being held from behind. He's trying to take on two defenders. Being held from behind, but the referee didn't see it inside the penalty area. Good work there by Morrison and Gregory, and now the referee gives the Premier League player the free kick in the middle. Sean Cummins talking to News at Den says we're capable of producing an upset. I think we are. We've approached it in a, in a straightforward way. We're in their faces, we're, we're getting at them. And Cummins speaking to News at Den says that we are, we'll be playing to win. So we are so far, Sean. I, I agree with you there, mate. 14 minutes gone. The FA Cup providing welcome respite from league action. We had a good point. Um, a, a, a good point, I don't know, we led twice at Kings Meadow against AFC Wimbledon last Monday, Ben Connolly Monday, um, finished 2 all, of course, after a great Christmas, I think it's hard to be churlish on the back end of a very hard uh, Christmas programme, to finish up with 10 points out of 12, the ball into the box there, it's going to be cleared by Sean Hutchinson, <clears throat> straight to a lime green shirt, unfortunately, little ball over the top there from the uh, Bournemouth player, clipped over the bar, again to derision, 16 minutes. A very um, heavy workload, some fantastic results over Christmas, the 3-1 defeat of Charlton. Um, two good workmanlike wins against Swindon and Gillingham. And then, of course, a point um, at Wimbledon, which I think we probably would have taken at the start of proceedings, so it's hard to be um, too sour about it. But as, as, as I said, having led twice in the game, you probably should look to close it out, but there we are. I suppose Bournemouth come here as big shots, Petson Avanti, as they would say in The Godfather. Um, it's hard to hate them, though, isn't it? I, I, can't, I can't find any depth of um, dislike or hatred in me for Bournemouth. It's too nice. It's a place of genteel ladies taking tea on the Esplanade, taking in the, the afternoon sun. Um, oh, hinge and bracket would come from Bournemouth, wouldn't it? Ben Thompson in the middle of something there. The crowd uh, howling at the referee for giving away a free kick there. Two little ladies chasing butterflies and then going off to Bournemouth with their season ticket. It's that kind of club. Not like the working-class grit that I see around me here at the day. You know it. You love, you love the old working-class grit, don't you? You love it, you, you dirty, dirty dogs, you. Once upon a time, known as Bournemouth and Boscombe Athletic back in the olden days. Um, they changed their name to the Continental-sounding AFC uh, Bournemouth. Back in the same one, the first to go down the AFC route. Coming up for 19 minutes. Long ball falls to Morrison, the flick header on it, falls to Morrison again, he blasts it on a volley. He's going for a corner, 24 minutes. A little bit of direct play there from Millwall. Right down the middle, finds Steve Morrison, the old flick header on. Him and Gregory work it so well, it falls to him, he gets a volley and it kind of scuffs it in all honesty, but it comes off the ball with a player for a real corner on the left-hand side. Shawnee Williams going to take, that's the 25th minute ticks towards us, Saints from the left, corner in the middle, towards um, unmarked Steve Morrison. Gregory on the, on the line, corner. Crowd's howling for um, handball as he turned and blasted from the near, near uh, post range. Not given. That's corner on the right-hand side now. Williams again, deal the take. 
Webster's up, Craig's up, Morrison's in the mix. Little thick header on it. 1 0! Stevie Morrison! Near post header! 1 0 Bill Wall! 25 minutes! Back a fucking Barbie! Really good flick head on their post. Call up basic work. Let's watch it again on the replay. Here it comes. Williams, in it comes. Near post had a straight in the net. Morrison! There you go. Great chance. Well taken. Well, on a miserable old week, that's just what you need. You need a. You know, you're having a hard week at work, you want to go to bed on a Friday night, have a little bath maybe, get into your neck, into your bed, you've got your nice wife and partner there waiting for you. Take all the tensions away for the week. You know how it works, dear listeners, don't you? You know it is. Well, that's what that goal's just done for this crab. Here come Bournemouth. 31 down the right-hand side, ball into mix, that's going to go for a goal kick. It was a corner, goal kick. 27 minutes. A few of the chaps doing kind of... Um, Larry Grayson started. I don't know if any older listeners remember the shut that door move. Uh, younger listeners won't know what the bleed no one on about. It was probably very politically incorrect looking back. It was, um, some might even refer to it as homophobic, but um, Larry Grayson used to do like a floppy hand, shut that door type of move. And that's what some of the chaps are doing to Bournemouth fans. The implication being they are on the Fay side. Article on the news at Den from one of their defenders saying they expect a hostile Den. This is a bit of a culture shock coming to a place like this with a crowd like this. And these Premier League players don't really get much. This is all um, selfie sticks and um, having the pictures taken with the players. Not, 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 no one really giving a shit with its opposition or, or home team. Uh, well, this is no selfie stick. No place for selfie sticks in the den. And it will come as a bit of a culture shock for some of these boys. Gregory works a bit of space as Ben Thompson is inside finds Williams. And the Lions do look up for it today. So fair play to Neil Harris. He's got this team pumped up. It's a big game. Big chance to... Um, Raise the spirits of the club generally. It's going to be a free kick mill wall. Gregory under pressure there. I'm just thinking, I haven't actually been to a Premier League game in my life. Um, I'm not, I haven't any desire to go to a Premier League game. I see it on the TV, obviously. And you get an impression when you watch teams like um, Arsenal and, and, um, and, and to a degree Chelsea. Um, so I've no desire to go and watch a Premier League game. So actually, I'm speaking from what I imagine the atmosphere is like in a Premier League game. But I can't picture... Um, blokes getting giving full-scale wanker abuse in your face. Every time I see the, the side cameras on Sky TV, it looks like um, smiley faces and people trying to take the pictures of the, of the players rather than call them absolute utter cunt to their face. And that's what you get down the den. It's a little bit of a, well, it's a wake-up call for any aspiring football, isn't it? 32 minutes. Comes a 33. Cuts inside, straight into Fred. Who brings it away? Nice bit of tackling, nice bit of physical work by Fred, who takes it forward. He's got no in front of him. Takes his man on, goes through three players. Freddy on your Denmark. It's game on. Little ball forward. He's trying to find Gregory inside the box. Plus wide. 33 minutes. Fantastic run by Fred. Fantastic chance for Big Gregory. Put it wide. He had a moment to make that chance and just put it wide. There we are. Beautiful, beautiful work by Fred on your dimmer. Went past three defenders. Retained the ball in the old style, the old Trevor Lee style. Anyone that remembers Trevor Lee, mate, you always remember, you never knew where he did these things, but he did them. And that's what Fred just did there. Beautiful work. Oh, that was close. That was actually close. The ball angled away further as it went past the post, but it was actually uh, not that far initially, at least. The Premier League, best league in the world, but uh, that nearly worked its way through to League Regular on 37 minutes, ticking towards. Um, so far, the line's looking in control, in all honesty. You do get a sense that Bournemouth 
have a gear to, to go to if they if they want to, but I'm not sure they're fancying it down there today, to be absolutely blunt. Bournemouth trying to raise their pressing game a little bit. I think that's going to be Eddie Howe's instructions to him in the second half, if they fancy it. It's to get in Mill's faces a little bit more. Like that's what the Lions have done. There's a little ball forward there, trying to find Gregory. That just picked up by the Bournemouth defence. All the way back to the goalkeeper. Morrison's chasing him in. He clears it. It's quite a quiet atmosphere in here, really, given that it's a... Is it a giant killing? I don't know. Um, I suppose you'd have to call it a giant killing, given the relative status of the two clubs. It's quite, quite quiet, quite flat. It's like, um, it's like we're playing Fleetwood or something, and um, we're, we're, we're leading, coming towards a half-time break against one of the, um, you know, the minor teams of League One. Here's the 47 on the right-hand side of Mill Penaltieri, tries to blast it into the mix. Corner near post. I mean, that was, is that Graben, number 28? I think it is, isn't it? We can't even be asked to slate Lewis Grabner, I don't think. Right-hand side corner now, Col uh, Bournemouth, 42 and a half minutes. How have the mighty fallen when we can't even be bothered with Lewis Grabner, once a hate figure of some notes and repute at the Den. Lions leading at the break, 1-0, done really well for me. They've been in, in Bournemouth's faces. There is a half-time break. Mill leading in the cup tie, 1-0. Um, great show, we've been... Um, Really strong in the tackle. Standout for me so far have been Fred and, and Ben Thompson. Some beautiful work up front by Steve Morrison, Lee Gregory. So at the half-time break in the FA Cup is Millwall 1, AFC Bournemouth 0. We'll be back very, very shortly. Achtung, Millwall. So Lions and Bournemouth line up for the second half. Lions will be attacking the cold low lane end. Bournemouth attacking their fans in the away stand. Away we go. Lions leading at 1-0. Really good first half, I felt, from the Lions. A couple of screaming chances missed, but one really well-taken header from close range by um, Steve Morrison. That's going to go for a corner. Early flapping about. Bournemouth uh, can see the corner inside 16 seconds at the start of the second half. They look very casual, very sloppy, I felt, in the first half. And um, as it is, Lions with an early corner on the right-hand side. And it lofts into the mix, falls all in front of Ben Thompson and then follow up there, I think it was Tony Craig behind him 48 minutes, there's a little ball forward, this is Morris on the stay with it, Morris on the right hand side, ball into the mix 2-0! Julian Millwall! 49 minutes! Beautiful ball down the right hand side ball across the box, the goalkeeper flapped, has it like an old sort and that's finished close, I think that was Lee Gregory they are live on Periscope, Millwall 2 AFC Bournemouth no. The chaps are doing one or two gesticulations at their Bournemouth, Bournemouth travelling support. 2 0 Liza, very much in control. Ball down to the right, it's the old master Steve Morrison. Ball across the box, goalkeeper flaps at it. Must be Lee Gregory, was it? I didn't catch who it was. You know more than me. Bournemouth don't look like fancy at one little bit. There you go, that's what you call an atmosphere. I don't know what the crowd is here today, about 8,000 or so. I don't think it's going to be a huge crowd, but they make enough noise. Bournemouth starting to press for a little bit, little bit more urgency now. Two goals down. They, they must see there is a 14 loose on the left hand side. He shoots over the bar. It's a division. It's a division. Very much um, taking the game to Bournemouth in this game. It's been good to see. Really enjoyed it so far. Here come Bournemouth as I'm saying it. Oh, the first boo of the afternoon for Lewis Graven. On the attack now, Millwall. Little ball leftwards. This is Shane Ferguson coming down the left hand side. What did he do? Blast it. Oh, wide on the right-hand post. Chance there for Shane Ferguson to dead and bury this one. 62 minutes. 
great work there by Fred to dispossess the Bournemouth man on the halfway line, right-hand side. He's done really, really well, Fred. I'm, I'm actually thinking of making the man of the match. I know there's still um, 25 minutes to go, but um, he's done really well. The ball falls loose. That's Ben Thompson. Just couldn't get into the mix there. Bournemouth bring it away. 65 minutes. I'm starting to get a little bit itchy and scratchy. Bournemouth starting to come out it's a little bit, as you would have expected from the Premier League side, best league in the world, as we know, and they're starting to play the ball around they still haven't um, they've had one little moment where um, Graben was put through on the right hand side a few seconds ago they were very much on the attack at the moment um, but the Lions are in the mix there's a little bit of running back there by Steve Morrison concedes a free kick um, but it's just starting to get a little bit itchy and scratchy a little bit um, hemorrhoid treatment-ish you know what I mean where you, get, you shift on your arras ball down the left is the 14 ball across the box there's no one there Shane Ferguson's going to bring it away on the left hand side coming up towards the 70th minute Bournemouth pressing forwards. Bournemouth now on the, on the right side, they've much more possession, looking a lot more dangerous at 33 from just outside the D. Passing the ball around the edge of the mill pen. They've all got bodies back behind the ball. Nice crunching tackle there by Cummins. In the event, Cummins gets his foot in the middle and Fred twists and turns his man and clear it, Fred. After all that praise, he gets a throw in. That's a throw in, done really well there. This periscope malarkey, I tell you what, it is like Class A drugs. It gets very addictive for this, as I'm, I'm not doing it at the moment because um, I'm finally I'm standing with two fucking devices going on, and I'm looking like the, the Billy No Mates all on me Jack Jones. There's no Mickey here today. He's, he's otherwise engaged. I think he's got to go up north on on business. Um, big weekend, a uh, big weekday looming up Wednesday night in in Catford. Uh, I'm going to try my best to get over there. I've got work um, work appointments going to make it uh, a little bit cutting fine, but we'll, one way or the other we'll get over there. Uh, follow the proceedings on the compulsory purchase of a car park from which the club has said that they may have to move to Kent um, obviously this is Bournemouth coming down the left hand side there. the Lions defence gives a little bit of six and sevens a little bit of a moment here this is as a penalty area what can Bournemouth do they start to get a little bit panicky now the Millwall that's going to go for a throw in um, so yeah big afternoon big evening rather Wednesday night we'll be following on Acton Mill we'll be um, trying to bring the news of how that vote goes I think rather it's a stitch up I, I, I don't think the council are on our side ignore all their protestations everything you see online retweet it retweet everything you see from CBL magazine and the AMS group the more we get the, the incredible numbers that Mickey's been getting on um, I've seen his stats um, on, on the numbers of people viewing the uh, the tweets. Uh, he's pointing out that we're talking about like half a million since um, January. It's probably going to be a lot more now. We're running at 50 odd thousand accounts of, of following uh, Mickey now. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible, honestly. Facebook and, and Twitter is an incredible thing. Do do retweet everything. It's what you can do. Um, don't post anything that's abusive. Um, don't don't use silly language like certain parties have done recently. Um, it gets seized upon. Lewisham Council who are our enemy, and they are looking for anything and everything they can to try and blacken our name. Um, so please, 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 don't give them that that opportunity. But do retweet everything that Mickey on the AMS and myself are putting out there. A lot of information yet to come about the threat to our existence in the borough of Lewisham and the car park and the land surrounding it and our ability. Morrison takes a tumble there. Going to be a yellow card, I would think, for the referee. It is. Morrison wins a free kick on 74 minutes. And well done to every single one of you out there that are retweeting and reposting on Facebook and spreading the word. Believe you me, these councillors are not used to this kind of heat. They are not used to this kind of attention. This would test even a Westminster-level politician. These are just local councillors in Lewisham. So please, please, let's turn the pressure up. We've got a few days to play with. We're going to turn the heat up, and you can help by retweeting everything that AMS and CBL puts out. 15 minutes left on the clock, 75 minutes. Campbell 76, Bournemouth throwing. 
a cup run really will be um, a bit of light relief. And Lozak went out. That's going to be a, should be a goal kick. The linesman is bent and corrupt, probably in league with Renewal and Sir Steve Pollocks and all the rest of them. As it is, the lines relieve the pressure of the long ball forward. Goes for a Bournemouth throw in 76 minutes. Bournemouth really not showing very much at all for a Premier League outfit. The amount of money they must be making, they should be thoroughly ashamed, even more ashamed of themselves than the Lewisham councillor. There comes Stevie Morrison down the right-hand side. Little ball in there, straight into their defenders. This is Worrell trying to work a bit of space with Steve. Over the top there, 26, and Morrison's going to chase it back. Ball bobbling around there. It's going to be hoof clear by Tony Craig. Throwing Bournemouth from the other halfway line. Shot from distance, miles wide and over the bar. Awful shot, 86 minutes from the Bournemouth striker. They're having a go at each other. The four's having a digging him out. He wanted a, 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 the ball into the box. As it was, the man went for glory. And now he's getting um, slated for it. That was an awful shot. Just watch that on replay. Absolute shit, as the, as the chaps next to me are saying. Well, I know Bournemouth have obviously got Premier League, um, you know, priorities, but um, if I was Eddie Howe, I'd be absolutely disgusted with the performance I've seen from them today. They've been very much second best to a Lions side that's been in their faces from the very start of proceedings. Falls towards um, Morrison. I'm going to stay with this. Morrison's one-on-one, -on -one, 36 in front of him. Works some space. Oh, over the bar, over the bar. Probably too tight an angle. Too tight an angle in the event. Coming up towards the 89th minute. Lions in control, 2-0. But very much a great performance from the Lions today. Um, it hasn't felt like one of the great FA Cup ties down here because Bournemouth haven't really brought much to the party for me. But um, certainly in, in terms of the Millwall performance, really, really strong. L liked what I've seen today. We've been strong in the tackle. We've taken the game to them. They have not fancied it one little bit as the uh, clock ticks down to the last few seconds of regular time. We'll see how much injury time there is. 33 on the left-hand side. And uh, Cummings has done really well this afternoon, by the way. Um, he's just dispossessing that slam clear towards Steve Morrison, but it's going to fall into the arms of the uh, Bournemouth defenders. Here come Bournemouth, the seven from distance. He shoots, falls to the... It's 2-1 at the death of it. Offside! <laughs> Offside! Bournemouth all had a goal with two minutes into overtime. And the old linesman, their dear, dear friend, the linesman on the far right-hand side there, raises his flag. They do not have a goal. It remains 2-0. We're coming to about two minutes to go. I'm going to try and do a joint um, periscope and podcast finale on the grand scale. You can hear what the crowd think around me. It's um, terse, terse coming. Boom, there's a little ball forward. This is Shane Ferguson. Ball through from Worrell. Ferguson makes it 3-0! 3-0, Channel, we don't charge for you. I maybe I should do. And then I can get a fucking account in the British Virgin Islands and get a slice of so Steve Bullock's renewal action 3 0 to the Millwall for Freddie. We come. Shane Ferguson, 3 0 Millwall. No more than we've deserved in the world. We've controlled the game throughout. Bournemouth are a beaten side, look dejected. They've not had the bollocks for this at all this afternoon. Moore's only up for 3-0. Three, three um, game over. What was you want out of me? It's game over. Game over, full time. Lions win it 3-0. Deservedly so. They, they look by far the better side throughout the whole game. Bournemouth look very poor, very much second best. Fantastic win for the Lions. Just when we needed some good news, we've got it. A cup run will do our, our calls. No end of good. There you go.
What's the name of the song? Oh, it's that one. It's the status quo number. Here we go. tired of having no voice at Millwall? Then why not join the AMS, the Association of Millwall Supporters? The AMS is an independent fan group, meaning they're not directly affiliated with the football club, and therefore they aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. To join the AMS, visit amsgroups.info. That's amsgroups.info. Or if you're on Twitter, go to at a underscore m underscore s underscore group and they will be happy to answer your inquiries huge welcome back onto the show to a long time friend of Achtung Millwall Charlie Mahoney welcome back to the show Charlie thanks for having me back again mate Uh, good to be back after yesterday as well yeah what a performance um, one of the best performances I've seen from a Neil Harris side. Maybe only the playoff win up at um, Bradford compares with it in terms of um, ruthlessness. I thought fantastic I'd show. I'd probably agree with that. I'd probably agree with that, but I'd, I'd probably say that um, with that Bradford game, it was, it was more of the first half, whereas this felt like a, a, a complete ninety-minute performance, really. Well, what struck me, I've been reading through news at Den and, and the kind of um, post-match comment, and, and I think it's um, it's referred to on there as a, a defensive masterclass, and I don't think that's too extreme a term. I, I think they've clearly the, the squad have game-planned for Bournemouth and their style of play, and we really did a number on them, Charlie. Um, they didn't get a shot on goal in the whole game. Well, it, it just felt like the sort of absolute paragon of what we've been trying to do all season. Um, that that attempt to absorb the pressure, yeah. regain possession and then just punish them with it was, was just working perfectly, I thought. I mean, some people get frustrated at seeing us uh, defend so deep and I understand that if you're playing a side with with not a lot of quality, you're lower than you're in the division, that can be a little bit tiresome to watch. But when you've got a side with the pace and the quality of Bournemouth, yeah. you do have to absorb a bit of pressure and the way they did it was uh, just absolutely perfect because... The counter-attacking football we were putting together was class to watch. I mean, yeah, Bournemouth made 11 changes. They've been criticised for disrespecting the competition, but I, I, I think that's I, I think that's correct for many clubs. I think they, 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 they do take the FA Cup too lightly. Um, it's all about the Premier League for them. But nevertheless, 11 changes or not, that was £40-plus million pounds of, of so-called talent that we turned over yesterday. I think it was a massive, massive result. It was 40 uh Plus, forty million plus, but also uh, I was sort of aware of all, all those players that are in that side. There weren't really any obscure footballers there. I'd heard of them all, and uh, yeah. when I saw the starting lineup, I thought, well, you know, they've got grabbing up front, who's obviously he's a quality striker. Just, yeah, yeah, we well, ate him, but he's obviously very proven at lower league level. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Ibu, I think they signed for something like fourteen million yeah. from Liverpool. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, Mousset, who, uh, you know, they've got high hopes for. And then the likes of Andrew Sermon, Tyrone Mims, all players that are playing um, in top championship sides at the very least if they were getting first-team football. So, um, 
I, I don't think it was it, it was a poor team that we beat. I think the fact that eleven changes were made may have had something to do with the fact that they weren't a unit. But um, no, I, I, I don't think that tells the whole story. The fact that they they made that many changes. I think we still. I think we beat a solid lineup still yesterday. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, eleven changes. You're you're right. There's there's still a lot of expensive um, talent. Um, so-called talent because I, I didn't see any examples yesterday to make me think any of those players were worth the silly money that um, clubs have to pay at that level for for what you know on occasion they, they they just didn't look like they were in the game they didn't look like they fancied it Charlie I thought the it was a very drab wishy-washy show from Bournemouth I thought I was quite surprised I didn't see anything in them at all it's an interesting one as well because on the way up there I didn't really know what sort of game to expect um I had a feeling we'd put out a strong side, although I wasn't sure whether we were going to be unchanged yeah. after the previous match. Um, I had no idea what sort of side Bournemouth would put out, but I actually think Bournemouth had a decent turnout in terms of their support, so I think their fans were probably expecting a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, when a club like Bournemouth gives up on the FA Cup, you start to think, what chance has it got, really? Um, I mean, it's not taken it's not, seriously, is it? Um, you know, well... Not not at this round. I I think it is disrespectful for, to the competition. Is it uh, more importantly? Um, it's disrespectful for that travelling support. That was a decent turnout. Um, I I don't have any problem with Bournemouth or Bournemouth fans at all. And um, if that had been me sat in that away end, I'd have the right up with what I saw there, Charlie. Given the the wages that these players are earning, they just didn't look like they fancied it at all, did they? Well, I think um, you know they were vocal in the first sort of ten fifteen minutes, Bournemouth support, and then I think. After that, once they saw where the game was unfolding, there was almost like a complete aspect of shock from them. Yeah. Uh, they, they were just sort of... Uh... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I was roared by the fact that they weren't in the game and it, it was us. It really was us for 90 minutes, I think. There was a, there was a couple of spells where Bournemouth knocked the ball around quite nicely, but that was <coughs> actually part of us allowing them to do that. We, we were sort of like inviting them onto us. They got a couple of... Uh, fairly dangerous balls across the face of goal, but they just didn't have anyone there to really sort of finish it, did they? No, I, mean, I think it was inside the first minute. I think it was only about 20 or 30 seconds on the on the stadium clock, and they were doing their triangular passing, which, um, you know, we're told is, is the continental beauty, and it's triangular, but it's all in their own half. And I think it was Lee Gregory chased one in almost from the very start of the game, and I thought, well, that... That sets a tone. That sets a pattern because we were we were in their faces. I think Craig speaking to the um, news at Den before the game said we were going to be in their faces, and the tackles were were robust. They were they were fair, but they were robust, and we we pressed hard. And I, I just take my hat off to that that game plan, Charlie, because it worked a treat, didn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure I remember you mentioned in on a previous episode that Hutchinson has uh, actually quite candidly said this is how we're going to play this season yeah. and we let teams come at us we wait for them to mess up in terms of possession and then we do what we're capable of um, I, I just think it worked an absolute treat yesterday and it was great to watch I think we were doing it for the full game um, and obviously you don't want to jump the gun but the way particular goals were scored just shows how successful that brand of football can actually be Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing to you know to adopt that style against um, without being disrespectful to the likes of um, Swindon and and, and um, you know uh, and Gillingham and, and so on. It's one thing to sit behind the ball and hit them on on the break hard, um, but without being you know um, uh, disrespectful to them, this was Bournemouth, a Premier League side, the so-called best league in the world, and we made them look like they should be playing Fleetwood and um, you know at, at that level. Um, it's it was a massive massive job that the the Lions did yesterday. It came at a time where we needed a shot in the arm, Charlie. It's been a you know it's, it's a tumultuous um, period off the pitch, but what a shot in the arm for the club generally to put in that level of performance yesterday and, and win through in the cup to the fourth round. It, it it keeps our name out there, doesn't it? It keeps the media attention on us. It's great. It is much needed, as you say. But the way things are going, this will probably end up being a fucking derby game from what I'm reading. So. Uh... <laughs> We'll be playing in the new forest. We'll probably be sharing with yeah. Forest Forest Green Rovers or someone like that exactly, down there, won't we? Yeah. The way yeah. way it's looking. Um, but, but you're, you're absolutely right. But I think I think from quite a I don't know if it's cynical to say it, but um, I actually think it gives our calls a little bit of good publicity as well. Because I've noticed in a couple of the reports this morning, I think the Observer and possibly the Mirror have actually made uh, the CBO stuff yeah. a vital part of the article. Um, so. You know, anything we do well on a pitch might actually gain a little bit more publicity. Absolutely, as well. I mean, the, the the fans and and in all all fairness, um, fans of other clubs and even non football fans have been absolutely magnificent in the Twitter campaign. Um, you you'll have seen that. The listeners will, will have seen that. Um, and that the what the players can do is bring performances like we saw yesterday because that keeps our name football wise in the public eye and that's that's the last thing that Lewisham wants. They they want this to to die a death basically, but it's not gonna die a death. It's an absolute shitstorm on, on Twitter and and that shitstorm will continue and thanks to the players that gives us another angle to to exploit. 
go through the team yesterday. I thought it was a real team performance there, Chad. Yeah. I, I, I pick out Fred as my man of the match, but it's, it's, a, it's a close call because you could, I, I think you could name Moran, um, Gregory, Ben Thompson, Sean Williams, all magnificent yesterday. I I'd agree with Fred being man of the match as well. I thought he was outstanding. I think it's um, it's sort of like the icing on the cake after a great couple of months that he's had. He's, he's improved tremendously. He has, player. absolutely. Uh, I've yeah. always been a fan of the idea of Fred. Uh, I remember, <laughs> you know, when he was... Uh, As a concept. <laughs> exactly, yeah. When he was scoring goals of fun at Wickham, I thought, well, oh, we've got a player here. Uh, I remember when we first put him in the team, I think we played Charlton at home. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it's great to see a kid like this come through. And it just seemed to stall a bit, really. I mean, Harris weren't really starting him. Uh, no one was quite sure what his best position was. And after a little bit of patience and what seems like a little bit of extra hard work from him, um, it looks like we've got a genuinely brilliant player on our hands. And uh, I just hope that he signs a new deal. Um, well, he's developing. He's got it to lose him now. Yeah, I mean, I think if he's got anything about him, he'll see the value in staying at Mill. Certainly for the next, um, maybe a, a contract of I don't know, you know, a couple of years worth or something, just to continue that development. I, I do agree. He's got the X factor. I think um, that seemed to fade a little bit um, earlier in the season. But there was one run um, where he came down the uh, the left in front of us in the I was, I'm in the um, oh, yeah. the West Stand, and he, he he went past three defenders. That's and I, brilliant. You know, I, I think I said on the, my little um, match coming, I thought, you know, it's fuck me, look at that. That was three defenders he's gone through there. I think the move really broke down with Gregory. Really culminated but in a goal. Yeah, Gregory was put through. Um, and that's quality, Charlie. That is to take on three defenders and go through them. No wonder Eddie Howe had his notebook out. Um, I'm reading online that um, Howe was furiously taking notes because that's Premier League quality, what we saw there. Deservedly got a 9.3 on News at Denner, the marks out of 10, Fred. Star man from yesterday, deservedly so. Yeah, there seems to be a sort of universal agreement that he was the man of the match, but um, you're absolutely right to point out Morrison, uh, Thompson, I thought Williams had a great game. Yeah. I, I certainly don't think anyone had a particularly bad or a poor game. Um but No, no, I agree. Despite the fact that it was a good team effort, I think what what turned it in, uh, from a win into a 3-0 victory is just the fact that there were also genuine flashes of quality as well. It wasn't just blood and thunder and hard work. We actually showed that we can play real football yesterday too. Well, we scored at critical times. Um, there was a couple of early, there's an early chance. I remember Morrison blasting wide with it. had to be a reflexive shot from a, there was a moment where the freedom in a, in a box, yeah. he shot wide. Um, I think Gregory had another close angle chance later, which I think actually led to the the first goal, which was um, beautifully executed, a corner from the uh, the right-hand side as I was looking, and and a flick header at the near post from Steve Morrison. And um, that was just a critical moment to get the goal, because I thought with those two early chances missed, that can weigh heavy on you, especially against superior opposition. And um, to score then, it was just at the right moment. His timing was perfect. Just total belief in the side once that first goal went in. I think everyone was a little bit shocked about how... how uh, in control we were and yeah. as you say unless you sort of ratify that with a goal it, it can be meaningless can't it so uh, yeah the timing was crucial and I've got to be honest once the first goal went in I didn't really have any reservations about what we were going to do yesterday I felt pretty pretty confident that we were going to go on and, and do it Absolutely. I mean, we looked in control for the rest of the first half. I, I suppose always you feel that the second goal would be the, the, the cushion. But when we got that, which I think was just after the break, 
again another critical moment. Um, half time had been and gone. We we're leading it one 0 and I, I half expected to Bournemouth to start showing something at that stage because they weren't reacting. In fact, they looked pretty sloppy from from kick off in the second half. But the, the second goal probably killed it. In in all honesty, Charlie, that was the um, that was the Morrison cross into the box. I think mean, I think it was Cummins actually got on the end of it. I think I, I, I couldn't quite tell in real time who scored it. But I think Cummins was on the end of it, and that that finished I, it. I wasn't sure. No, I wasn't sure at the time. But yeah, it, it was Cummins in the end, and I'm really pleased for him because um, he's a player who, who I thought pretty much had it at Millwall, especially when uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Romeo yeah. sort of burst onto the scene. I thought, well, Cummins has had it. He'll probably leave. He, he seemed to be plagued by injuries. Came back in. Um, Last month against Cholton, thought he was excellent, and it, it looks like he's actually starting to make the position his own, which was unthinkable. It was a month and a half ago. But he looked strong on the ball, strong in the tackle, uh, a leader on the pitch. Um, I was watching him yesterday. He was playing just in front of where I sit, and he is a he's a force on on in that defence. And I mean, I'd say the same for Craig now in his left back position. I think he's found himself. But but Sean Cummings, I do I do agree. He's worth a a name check because um, you know Romeo was seemingly forcing him out of the club almost, wasn't he? At one point, but I yeah. wouldn't say that now. Um, Romeo, I can't see him getting back in the team on present form anyway. Unless, unless Cummings goes into a, a tailspin at some stage, I can't see him coming back into that role. Well, I, th- I think we've you know played the same starting lineup in the last five games yeah. now, yeah. so um, you know I can imagine there might be a bit of rotation sooner or later. But um, yeah, that. that I think the, the settled nature of the back four and sort of uh, after the, the first half of the season we've had this idea that we know what the back four is going to be has helped us massively um, and in that regard I think um, Hutchinson's changed a lot I think uh, he's brought some stability yeah I, yeah I mean he's a good player but it, obviously centre-halves are about partnerships and I think the, the partnership between Webster and Hutchinson is what we had in mind at the beginning of the season when we signed him. Reminiscent of Mark Beavers and Webster last season that looked very solid and you get the same kind of vibe from um, Sean Hutchinson and the Byron. It, it, they look like they work well together now, don't they? They, they seem to they seem to trust each other, you know. Definitely. Whereas it looked like um, the way Webster and Craig were playing together, it looked like one of them would shag the other one's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, words on the... Uh, they've got like an infographic on the news at then. They've got a little bit of their defensive masterclass I've mentioned. Uh, clinical. Um, I mean, didn't score yesterday, but I also want to take my hat off to Lee Gregory up front, Charlie, because I really, really like Lee Gregory. He's, 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 he reminds me of Neil Harris in his pomp, and he's just a clinical striker. He's, he looks dangerous. He was chasing those balls back to the goalkeeper yesterday. He was in their faces. He really has come a long way, given he was playing non-league, what, three years ago, something like that? Um, Definitely, yeah. Great performance. Yeah, right. and do you know what? I didn't even think uh, it was one of his absolute best performances, and yet I still can't I still can't fault it, really. No. I mean, uh, you... I think maybe if he'd been slightly sharper, we could have won 4 or 5 nil. but at the same time, I can't dig him out because he was working his bollocks off, really. Absolutely. Um, strong on the ball, back to goal, strong. Um I mean, you know, again, he was up against strong defenders yesterday, but he, he he holds his own in there. For a smallish guy, he holds his own, Charlie, doesn't he? Definitely. I think what's really sort of um, telling about this team is that uh, if you have him or Morrison as an individual in any other side of the division, that'd be so crucial. And the fact that we've got both of them in our team, 
um, think about the kind of attention we've got. I think you'd be, you know, I don't want to be too demanding in that, but I just think not getting in the top six this year would be such a huge failure given the, the quality that we have in the side that most other teams in League One would kill to have. Well, it's starting to come together now. I think it's coming together at the right time. I think I, I was a little bit, um, I don't know, I was thinking about it driving over yesterday. Do we really need a cup run at the moment? Um, is it not a distraction? But actually, given the circumstances off the pitch, it's fantastic. Yeah. It, we, yes, we do need a cup run. I think we can get a good draw in the fourth round. Um, Peter West Ham can't, can't um, you know, get their cells, get their shits together, as they say. But um, a, a game, um, a game, a big high-profile game in the fourth round would be um, would keep the spotlight shining on us, and that would be fantastic for the club. Um, so yeah, I, That's true. I, I agree. I think um, I think the league is, is is crucial. I think we're more than good enough to finish in the top six, and we're starting to show the application to get there now at last. So um, it's uh, it's it's that very Millwall combination of. Good news and disaster, hand in hand, Charlie. If that's not the club summed up, would we have it any other way? (laughs) No, that's right. Is there any particular side that you want in the draw or just want a big draw? I think Manchester City at home would be something, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Arsenal at home, I quite like the idea of um, just making it really horrible for them. You know, a team that's not had to experience any sort of uh, genuine vitriol and bile for a few years needs it, I think. See, I wondered, uh, I made a couple of comments yesterday. Um, it wasn't particularly hostile yesterday. I, I didn't think it was, um, it was an okay atmosphere, but it wasn't the best that, you know, you and me have ever been in in that, in that stadium. Um, but it's a culture shock for these players. They, they, there's no selfie sticks around the side of the ground. There's no one wanting their picture taken with the opposition and, and their, their own side, wherever they're backing. There's blokes calling you a cunt out there. It, it, it's exactly. it's relentless, Charlie, and, and I don't think they're used to it, mate. bit reminiscent of the uh, Villa game in the Cup a few years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Friday night Same. as well, yeah. I think. You know, I wouldn't put, necessarily put it up there with... Um, you know, Huddersfield at home in the playoffs, or no, or the Bradford home. game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Or I remember um, a Wolves game quite a few years ago, yeah, and yeah I remember that. the penalty on a Friday night. We'll put it up there in that sort of category, but as you say, um, a young sort of Premier League reserve is not going to have any sort of concept of what that's like, and they're no. just going to melt in it. And uh, long may that continue. If we get another opportunity to do that, I think it'll be brilliant. Fabulous. Well said. Well said, Charlie. I like it. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure, mate. Um, and all the best. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you to Charlie nice Mahoney. Achtung, Millwall. All right, here I am in the Mill Cafe. I'm talking to uh, Alan, Alan and Richard, owners respectively of the Zamperfish and the Mill Cafe. Welcome yeah. to the show, chaps. Um, now, both of you are directly affected by the impending compulsory purchase orders. I'm really interested, I know the listeners will be interested in finding out what that's going to mean for you and your businesses. Um, I'm guessing quite a dramatic impact once this thing goes through. Yeah, what we're looking at as far as the CAF's concerned, um, there's, there's not going to be a cafe with the redevelopment going on. Uh, what 
is very difficult business-wise is the amount of money and time it's taken to establish the business. Uh, when you open the, the, the cafe door 12 years ago, what people don't realise is that we'd had the, the premises for three years before that. Yeah. We had to put in for licence to alter, change of use, applying to the council to get the A3 use to, to do hot food and that sort of thing. Uh, so obviously there was a, a big, big financial investment before we got the doors open. And now, yeah, forget about the, the, the politics of whether it should happen or whether it shouldn't. The sort of uh, money that they're talking about compensating is literally just the money for the buildings, for the, for the four walls and the, and the ceiling. Are you able to disclose what those figures might be, Alan? Just for the, for the, for the chaps listening? We, we, well, the, 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 I don't know about the latest offer, but up until very recently they were actually offering less money than I've got a mortgage for on the building. Right. So you're, we're talking about a financial loss effectively. Um, loss of employment, people employed in this, in this cafe? Be a loss of employment, well not just the cafe, but they Next door with the fish unit, and then upstairs from the fish unit, we've got the offices where we run a number of businesses out of the offices yeah. there. And, and combined, we're probably filling up 80 odd pay packets every week. 80, 80, 80. And the, that's going to end once this. Not all of it ends, but it, pay, it makes a big, big headache trying to relocate. At the moment, this has all been built up over 20 years, and yeah. you, you've got your core business, which is Zampa Fish, and then everything else is built around Zampa Fish. So when Zampa Fish goes and the cafe goes, yeah. it's very very difficult to hold on to control of everything else that's going on. And Richard, you were talking about your pension. This was you brought this as a, as a pension. It's, it's there principally for Alan's pension to give yeah. him an income through the future for, by that's owning the um, long leasehold. In terms of Zampa fish, to, just to give your listeners a better perspective, Zampa is one of the leading suppliers of fresh and frozen fish to the fish and ship shop industry around London. Right. We need to be close to London. The traffic in London, as all your listeners know, is diabolical and it's only going to get worse. Renewal talking and the Lewisham Council talking, oh, we can go out to Dartford. You can't go out to Dartford and supply central London. You can see our vans there. They're small vans, so we can zip round to a local fish shop and drop the boxes of fish off to them. Most of our staff are also of a more mature kind. They are delivery drivers who are unlikely to get another job elsewhere. So it will be a total loss of local employment and it will be a very sad loss for one of London's leading wholesale businesses um, to be gone. Absolutely. Um, and we were just talking um, off air. Um, there's a financial loss that you've been, both been made offers of that are under... Under par, should we put it that way? That'd be a good way to well, describe it. Zampa Fish has been in its unit for 20 years. The unit, we don't have a long lease on, it's only a short licence. We will get zero compensation. Lewisham Council and Renewal are not even willing to disclose or talk about any level of compensation with us. As far as they're concerned, when the, when the CPO goes through, they will just take the unit back off and it's goodbye. There won't be even the money for redundancies of staff. That will come out of our own pockets. As we say in the football ground next door, Richard, they couldn't give a shit, mate, could they? <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think the term we don't, no one likes us and we don't care is more appropriate for the Lewisham councillors than for Mill Football Club. It's a pleasure to talk to you both. This is a favourite spot for Mill fans on match day. Um, very well used on the working day, which, again, many of our fans won't be here other than on match days, but this is always a busy place, so always customers in. Yeah, we, we work very well with the football ground. Obviously, when the football's not on, we've got a fantastic car park over the road that our customers can come and make use of. It works really, really well. and We've been really pleased for the last 20 years to be associated with Millwall and working closely with Millwall, and hopefully we can carry on that relationship. We hope. It's fantastic. Wish you well, chaps. Thank you. Thank you. Achtung, Millwall. 
Big welcome to Mickey, AMS Mickey. Welcome to the show, Mick. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, Sunday morning. Um, it's It's been a Twitter shitstorm out there, mate. Um, incredible effort by the Millwall fans and Millwall support. And a lot of support coming in now from other clubs and non, non-football-related people. It's quite amazing out there, isn't it? It's, um, it's very, very humbling, if I'm honest, mate. Um, we've got Millwall fans, obviously, what we knew were going to back us. Yeah. We've got um, Premiership fan um, groups offering support. We've got non-league, we've got lower leagues, we've got League One Championship. Um, all through, the, obviously, the... Um, the Football Sports Federation, they've fully supported us now and they're basically starting to collate um, some different fan groups who are making contact with them saying, we want to help, can you can you get us in contact? So, yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, the numbers are, mate, they're mind-blowing. And with some of the numbers you've sent me... Um they are mind blowing, Mick. I mean, I don't know how else I can put it. I mean, we're we're talking about since January the first. Was it was it eight hundred thousand pushing towards a million or so? Yeah, since I mean, we we yeah, we're we're well over three quarters of a million, and That's... we're eight days into the month. So you're looking on average of about um, ninety nine thousand people uh, seeing our tweets every day on an average, and you're looking at about sixteen hundred. 1,800 people have been checking out our profile every day since the beginning of January. We've had... That's not including the 1.4 million we had yeah. look last month and 280 new followers. And so far this month, I think we've got about an extra 200, 250, uh, 250 um, new followers as well. So, yeah, it's going mental. Absolutely mental. I'll tell you what, it's, um, it's a, a real insight into the power of social media. It is a massive tool. Um, and used on for these purposes, it just brings these issues and our issue in this case to the attention of the world. Um, we've got some really high-profile mentions. Jeff Stelling mentioned us on Sky yeah. Sports. Big thank you to Jeff. Um, Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, fantastic. Jimmy Bullard. I saw Jimmy it too, Bullard. Mickey. Yeah, I mean Jimmy Bullard. You know, again, he's got a lot of followers. I think we've got. Um, I think the the celebrity side will grow um, as more want to suddenly jump on the, the publicity to realise that actually we're not bad. I mean, don't forget, Paul Eiffel has, has always supported our campaign. Yeah, um, Timmy Cahill. From, yeah. Yeah. from day one, Timmy Cahill. Um, obviously, um, Tony Warner as well. Tony yeah. Warner is a, All the uh, players, a yeah. big supporter as well. Yeah. Um, we've, we've made the offers we've had, we've had corporate lawyers, we've had regeneration lawyers, we've had people who work in local authorities in other parts of the country. Yeah. We've got planners. We've got other developers who are willing to give us advice on how to circumnavigate the CPO decision, appeals, et cetera, et cetera. We've got so many offers of help. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely I, crazy. I agree. I mean, I've seen one or two. Um, as listeners will know, Mickey and I are working together to try and bring some attention to this and I've seen one or two bits and pieces have come through it is incredible who reaches out to you Mick um, and some really right. some really strong expertise mate some really strong expertise there is I mean you've, you've, you've spoken to some and all of that where obviously now you know I mean your health's been invaluable with this Nick you know and then I know we chatted before and we saw a plan that said we need to work together with, with our guys and, and you and obviously and go forward but it's just it, 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 
we seem to work really well. We seem to think we're doing it, and and you've you've followed in line with what we want to do. The plan, obviously, what we've got, where we're going with it. You agree with it, and everything else with the structure of what we do. And to be fair, it, it's all going to how we've planned it. Um, yeah. Is it going to get different? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, has Lewisham now got a crisis management team in? I'd probably suggest they have. Absolutely, um, they have. We saw a little bit of that yesterday. I mean, one message I think is very important. I'm going to come back to what you've just said there, Mick, because <clears throat> people. People get overexcited. They post one or two um, maybe wayward messages at times that don't don't help our cause. What I've really liked about the AMS campaign um, from the start and what I hang my support on is the fact it's been relentlessly factual. Um, we've not said anything untoward, nothing that can't be proven. Um, and we've got to keep it tight. Um, I know the chaps out there get a little bit um, leery, but it doesn't help our cause always, Mick, does it? No, look, I mean, we're all allowed our personal thoughts. We, Absolutely. We, you know, me and you have got our personal yeah. views of it. But under the, under the banner of what we are, we're the AMS, we're, we're working for the Millwall fans, we're basically running this campaign on behalf of the local community and and, and obviously the fan base. We can't be seen to be coming out and, 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 and coming out with stuff. No. We can't be seen to be agreeing with it because it's just not, not worthwhile. It, you know, it, it will just do us more damage. And, and if... And if what we're being led to believe through, obviously, people have told us um, that Lewisham is now hired across its management team, mm. then um, they will be looking for stuff like this and they will be jumping all over it. They'll be getting, trying to get it into the press, you know, trying to get front-page stories, trying to big stories out of it. Um, and the other thing you've got, if you're posting stuff where it's like this, you don't really want the press suddenly looking after you because the press will start looking into you. Yeah. You know, it all depends who their who crisis management team. You could end up having people coming to your work or whatnot. It's just not worth the grief. It's not that we don't agree with it. No. I'm not saying, you know, look, we're not allowed a personal views. I'm just saying at the moment, it's probably best not to um, because it'll just do more damage than good. This, um, this, this, this is a I agree. I mean, this this is a war, Mickey, isn't it? I mean, everything everything goes in war, and we we are hurting them. Um, I don't think they expected this level of heat. I don't think they're used to it. These are not Westminster politicians, mate, are they? These are local no, councillors. I, mean, I mean, let's be honest. We we are a small group of individuals. We've got a battle committee. Don't worry about that. We've got our, our little battle councillor sites. We've mm. got a few people we go to, and, and, and we check stuff and all of that. But we are tiny. We're not spending money. We don't have access no. to Funds, you know, no. hundreds of thousands of pounds. We, we can't suddenly go out and find ourselves a PR team and bring in a PR team that's probably going to do you know, a good job for a quarter of a million pounds. We don't have that money. No. So everything we're doing is ourselves. And I think that if you think we are what we are, and you know the inner workings, you know yeah. the experts we've yeah. got and everything else, and they're yeah. all giving their time for nothing, yeah. that all of a sudden we are... With everyone else's help, we are massive. I mean, I think I think the statistic what I put out yesterday, which is a great statistic, is 42%, I think it's 70% of the nation supports a football team. If you put that into numbers, that's 42 million people. Yeah. If 42 million people stood up and said, you are going to listen to us, that's immense. No one in the world, no one in this country has ever got a vote in government on those numbers. No. I mean, you think of the, the referendum was 14 million and whatnot. You suddenly think if all football fans stuck together and, and any campaign involving any football club or any issues or whatnot, and they suddenly stood together, that's a hell of a lot of people. A hell of a lot of people. I agree. I mean, one thing that's really striking as, as we look through the Twitter feed, um, it's going to go on today, it's going to go on tomorrow, it's going to go on Tuesday. Um, we want all listeners to retweet everything that comes out of the AMS feed. 
um, any, anything that comes out of my feed, CBL Magazine, retweet it. This this is the way that the... Uh, we call it a shit storm. It is a shit storm of attention, and they really do not like it up on Mickey, do they? They do not like the spotlight no. on, on them. Um, this is this is making them hurt, and we've got to keep it going the next couple of days. I mean, the other thing to do as well is, is, is tweet your MP, email your MP, just, you know, sit there and say, oh, you, I want you to look into this, get into this, look yeah. at it. Yeah. Is, it. It's not right. And, and the more people shine a light on it, the more they're going to have to sit there and make sure that they follow lines. Yes, the, the our campaign will get a lot more heavier. There'll be a lot more. I mean, we've got, We've got so much on people that it's, you know, unbelievable. And I think the saying, I think the old saying what our mums used to tell us, mate, is that people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And also the other, the, the other old saying in it is that make sure your house is in order, mate, before you end up sorry, mate, in comments on other people's, mate. Our house, our house is in order, but we know that there's quite a few people out there who houses ain't in order because we found them. As there's a, I mean, the the the, the research um, is, uh, that um, AMS have been um, making um, is quite incredible. It's gone into a depth that I, I honestly I, I wouldn't have known existed. I mean, it, the chaps that do this kind of research for a living, they can they can find the ins and outs of the cat's arsehole, Mick. And you know, it's it's quite amazing as an out, an outsider to this this thing to see exactly how much information is being dug out. Um, Wait, let's just put it this. I mean, you you saw it this week. Uh, yeah. We had someone we had someone with a Twitter name and an email address, and the information we found out on the back of that was truly worrying. It, it is. It, <laughs> it does make you think. But anyway, we'll save that for after this this thing is all over. Um, now you're going to be away for a few days now, mate. Um, I'm going to try and get myself over to Catford Town Hall on Wednesday night. Um, the vote the vote is critical. Um, we're going to jack the pressure up uh, we, we don't control the outcome um i don't want to uh mislead listeners we, we 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 are we are who we are we can only do what we can do you can help too yeah, by, by re- retweeting yeah, that brings the pressure on I'm, nick doesn't it yeah unfortunately i mean i've got you know unfortunately i've got a real job with pace pace of mortgage well, well you've got to work have you to do <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i've got a real, I've got a real job unfortunately so that, <laughs> same as so me that, that would be that would be um focused next week but what yeah. i do is uh, there'd be all my tweets throughout the day yeah and um and in the evenings everything would get up can i just say one thing if, if people are offering help because of the sheer volume of of tweets and everything else sort of coming through if you've got an offer of help just drop us an email i'll put the email on the um on on our profile page on twitter but it will just be um it's obviously official AMS group at yeah. gmail.com but if you can just drop us an email because it's a lot easier to see the email than sometimes it is to see the messages with the sheer volume we do I mean you know what it's like every yeah. time you look at it it's relentless and I mean literally I mean when, when I saw you the other day we were sitting there going Friday yeah. we were going through it literally 10 minutes and that 20 plus weren't disappearing it's absolutely immense well I'm just um, looking as I'm talking I, to you now I've got my iPad by the side and there's 20 plus and I cleared that yeah. about five minutes ago um yeah. it, 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 I mean, also i think another thing to say before we close out mick um if anyone does reach out to us really apologize it is relentless um we, we do have other jobs to do if we don't get back to you immediately please don't take that as any kind of rudeness it's not intended it's just the sheer volume of what's going down here mate isn't it yeah we will get back to you yeah. and we're much much appreciative it's just you know we've got to look at what's what i mean yeah we have got so many offers of help and and you know what? It's truly humbling. And what it's shown is 
Millwall, as much as people want to sit there and slag us off and hate us, no one wants to lose us. No. Everyone <laughs> loves us here in their own little way. Everyone's got a memory of us. All their way fans, I mean, a lot of their way fans are offering support are saying, um, I've been to your ground a few times, most intimidating place I've been, but I loved it. And and it's it's all little tiny stories like that, you know, and, and look, thank you. Thank you very, very much for what you've done. We couldn't do, and I couldn't do, anything. We wouldn't be as half as strong as we are now if it wasn't for the people out there on social media. Well, well said. I want to second that as well, Mick. Um, that's great stuff. I'm going to let you get along, mate. You've got a, no worries, you, you've got a life to live, and um, really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you no at all. later on, I dare say. Take yeah, care mate. of yourself, mate. No all the best. All. All right. And I'm not going away with some dirty little punts to spit all over me. These spits over me. I'm not fucking lost. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.